trying to shoot the crap, see what's up. How things been going? What have you been up to? Working. Living the essential life. Essential life. Go to work every day. The only thing that's really changed is you can't go to restaurants. Well, you can now, but restaurants are opening back up finally. Walmart's a little less busy when you go in there. Other than that, none's changed for me. Yeah. Did they get pretty strict in Fremont with any of the COVID stuff? No. Uh, Menards, I think within like the last month, started requiring masks, but I think that's like every Menards, not just Fremont. Um, Sit-down restaurants closed or only let you like pick up food. Uh, you couldn't go in and eat, but every drive through was open. Every liquor store was open. You know, the essentials. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, same here. Um, I guess at the start of quarantine, I uh, was kind of like a piece for a little bit. And then um, my prairie life, like the or lifting weights gym here anyway, never closed. Never closed and like, they said that there were restrictions, but they said that there were, you know? Uh the ones in Fremont did that too where you had to sign in and if there was more than 10 people there you had to wait yeah in like a certain area or uh well I know the YMCA closed down at Mm -hmm. least but the Anytime Fitness they had a sign in sheet I don't know dude I don't go to the gym but from what I hear right (laughs) yeah yeah no I gotcha um yeah, so I'm, I guess if you were to go out and about in Fremont, and most places are, you know, open, or they do just have, like, the little, uh, you have to do takeout, you have to do this or that. Yeah, but the restaurants just opened up probably beginning of June, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've went out to eat a couple times. Uh, like I said, I've been essential, so it doesn't nothing really changed for me so when the restaurants opened back up it didn't really bother me the restaurants i didn't really care how full they were because i was out of the world every day and if i would have brought it back to my family would have sucked but we would have already dealt with it so when i'm out and about for for me i have a big chance of bringing it home if i would have done it already so what's uh what's it hurt to go to a restaurant with the family? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I know. I, especially being younger and stuff. Like I guess you just be more worried about like the uh, people who more at risk people. But uh, I mean, they shouldn't be at the restaurants anyway. I guess. Right. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, UFC two fifty one. Uh, one fight that I wanted to talk about because I wanted to make this point. Uh, Jessica Rose versus uh, or sorry. Thug Rose versus Jessica Andrade. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I thought Rose won. Um, if you're talking about how they looked at the end of the fight, I also don't. I don't. I don't like basing fights off of visible damage because let's say let's say Rose came out in the first ten seconds, caught Andrade on the chin. And knocked her down. And Rose ground and pounded the whole rest of the, let's say, another four minutes. And then Andrade made her way up 
and punched Rose in the nose and started bleeding. So you're going to say Rose's punch to the chin, which knocked her on her butt, didn't do damage because her chin wasn't bleeding. But at the same time, she got punched in the nose and it started bleeding. Or visible damage, I don't think, should come into consideration. Right. And uh, so like another another piece of that is that um, so if the fight were to keep going forever, I think Andrade would have probably won. I think you know? eventually. Yeah. So that's the same thing with like John Jones, Dominic Reyes. Uh, maybe not like with like the vis- visible beating or anything like that, but you can tell that if that fight went on for forever, John Jones was going to win. So therefore, he did win the fight. And then I felt like um, I don't know. It's just a preference thing. I know I bl- I believe that Thug Rose won. Uh, I just might have been, you know, more of a fan of like uh, you know the people like doing damage and uh, versus like pe- I know it's a sport. Uh, you know, like it's sport. It's a sport and also a fight. Right. In that, uh, yeah, I do see, like, how you get outpointed, but I also do see Andrade messing up Thug Rose's face a bit. Yeah, but at, at the same point, uh, look at all the Diaz fights. I mean, it just, they get busted up every fight, like, no matter what. I mean, they can, they can get cut in the first round, and that might be the only punch that their opponent lands on them. But there'll be a bloody mess at the end of it just because of the grappling spreads it. And they have all that scar tissue. Yeah, scar tissue and everything else. And I have a, another good example. Um, Joanna Janjacek versus... Uh, Wiley Zhang? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're That's taught, crazy. You're, you're taught to put your chin down and to take punches on the forehead. So... If you have a bump on the forehead, what does that... I mean, I know she had more than a bump, but, like... <laughs> you look like but, an alien. Yeah, she, I mean, she was growing a second head. But that's where you want to take punches. If you're going to take them, you want to take them on the forehead. So her having a hematoma on her forehead just means she, that wasn't really a significant strike. Well, I won't say significant, but... And they look worse than they actually are. I'm not yeah. a doctor, obviously, but uh, right. I mean, that's the cut consensus. That's what everybody else. That's what everybody says. Cut me, it's, Nick. You gotta it, cut me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah, but I mean, like that's what everybody does say, right? They do look terrible. It looks like a couple fists on your face. Yeah, but when you're when you're when you're taught to put your chin down and you want to take punches on the forehead rather than on the chin or in the eye or in the nose. Yeah, she's gonna have damage on her forehead. Like I don't, I just think verbal or not verbal, uh, visual damage shouldn't count for so much, especially when you're when you have 20, 30 pro fights, not counting your amateur fights. You get scar tissue. You get, I mean, you get cuts from training, not just in fights. So the very first punch of the fight could land on someone's scar tissue and bust it open and it's a bloodbath all of a sudden like the diaz brothers right yeah first jab right <laughs> you know? kick it off uh so then like man there's a controversial decision some people don't think it's so controversial but a max holloway versus alexander volkanowski uh what were your thoughts on that one uh i thought max won 
I thought he won one, two, four. I thought Volkanovski definitely won five, and round three was a toss. If I remember correctly, I had Max winning. I know that, but that's what Max dropped him in the first two rounds. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, he was definitely looking good. Uh, just, man, I know, like, not everything's, like, the strike computations or whatever, but let me read this off real quick. So, the total strikes, 139 Volkanovski versus 111 Max. Significant strikes, 137 Volkanovski versus 102 for Max. And then takedowns, 3 for 9 on Volkanovski, 0-0 for Max. I mean, like, on paper, do you think that the judges probably looked at a lot of that? And then they, on top of that, they, they thought, if you uh, want to beat the champion, you have to, like, really smoke the champion. You know what I mean? You think yeah. maybe that was kind of figuring into their minds? Well, basing off those numbers, you uh, you said 111 strikes total for max, and then 108 of them were significant. So everything but, what, three two or three strikes for Max was a significant strike. That's a good call. Right. I never, I didn't think of it that way whenever I looked at it the first time. I just uh, saw the, like the, I don't know, the significant number, or the total numbers, yeah. yeah. Wow. But I, I don't... I, so I, he was he was aiming with precision. He was really hitting it, piecing them up. Well, I hate, I hate that they can determine what a significant strike is because I don't, I don't care if it's a jab to the jaw uh, someone has a good poker face. I mean, look at look at Anderson Silva versus Forrest Griffin. I mean, a walking backwards jab put Forrest Griffin out. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you don't count jabs, uh, I I I, just, I don't know. I think I hate the word significant strike because you don't know how that landed or how that felt on them or if that changed their game plan. It just because they put a poker face on or didn't react a certain way, I guess I need to know the definition of a significant strike, but I don't, I don't think you can click numbers on significant strikes. Yeah, I don't know. I guess within the total strikes, maybe like if you like bounce one off like their, um, their hands and it maybe lands a little bit. I, yeah, I don't know either, and I don't know who's... Uh, tallying these up or anything like that. So a bunch of people who've never trained in their life, probably. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, and then I think it's always a good idea, like Volkanovski did in the fifth round, to go ahead and throw some takedowns in there. You never know. Uh, some of the judges might score a takedown as like you winning that round for sure. Yeah, I think that comes down to we need better judges too. I'm not saying the judges got that wrong because I had Max winning, but I could see how Volkanovski might have stole it. But I think we need educated judges, and I think that's not just in the UFC, but also local shows too. Like I, 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 I don't want to be a judge, but if someone came to me, I would make might test the water, like maybe one or two events, and see how it goes from there. But I, I think you need educated judges. Uh, I would like to see a lot of former UFC fighters or former professional fighters or P- 
people who aren't just disciplined in jiu-jitsu or just a boxer because they're going to outweigh everything. I want someone who's trained specifically in MMA. I'm not saying you can't train boxing on the side or jiu-jitsu on the side, but I want you to have know what an MMA round feels like and train for that. One thing that um, that I kind of say with that is that in Nebraska, anyway, I think that they do kind of pick their judges. Um, like it, it's not easy. Like Derek Meyer, who goes to Lincoln Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, he's a judge there, and he was kind of telling us the process. And he even had like a little bit of in and that help him on his way through. And even if you are knowledgeable judges, which I I know like biased or whatever, but like I feel that he is. Mm-hmm. He um, at a uh, whatever, the one on December 8th in 2019, um, the season's beatings, uh, he came to the uh, little booth and talked to Cody Oltman and I, and we all three thought the fight went different ways. I think it was... Uh, all three of you had... Yeah, all three of us. It was like, I think it was Rory uh, versus uh, Ray Evans, and we were all like on three separate pages. I'm like, okay, so uh, a lot of it is, you know, a matter of opinion as well. Right. I feel like, you know, they still have their, I mean, not, I wouldn't say biases, but they're saying, like, you know, maybe they have, like, a deep-seated uh, wrestling mm-hmm. um, right. base or something like that. They're like, oh, takedown, you know, that's automatic win on this round or something well, like that. Well, also, there's not, like, let's be honest, there's not a lot of big places to tra- train out of Nebraska. So, more than likely a teammate or a friend of one of your teammates or something like that is going to yeah. end up fighting. <laughs> so you're going to be a little biased right there. I mean, if I ever had to judge against a premier guy, it would be super hard for that other guy to win. Well, and it stinks. Finish, you know? It stinks, too, because don't they announce it? They're like, judge, like Derek Meyer, for instance, has it 10-9, uh, you know, they, lot. You know, if you know, I you know who it is. I think they only do that for split. For split, say, yeah. For split. Well, I guess you wouldn't have to if it was unanimous. So yeah, they all have it going the same way. Yeah, um, you just gotta. But I guess you just have to keep that in the back of your mind. Like you know, they might out me right here. Well, either that or have a pretty damn good reason why you went that way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's gonna be. I mean, unless it's like flat out highway robbery. I don't think there's going to be a lot of fighters who come up to judges and be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. That being said, we're in Nebraska, so right. <laughs> there's some sketchy dudes fighting. Finish your fights. Easier said than done. Right, that, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so then uh, the main event, uh, just kind of what your thoughts were and like what you think might come next for each fighter. Usman and Masvidal? Yes. Uh, Usman's probably fighting Burns, I would think. I don't, I don't see them getting away from that one. I like that fight, too. I do, too. I'm not a big Usman fan. Uh, Joe Ellenberger's going to kill me for saying that. But Carney? Yeah. Joe was my wrestling coach and did a lot of one-on-one privates with him. and He, he knows Usman really well. And... Uh, I'm just not the biggest Usman fan. Um, for Masvidal, I think he's probably going to end up fighting Colby. They they can sell too many 
I would love that. I love that idea. All right, and we're back. We're saying that you think that uh, it's going to be Usman and uh, Covington? No. Or, uh, Masvidal. Masvidal and Covington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah. How do you see that one going? Man, the exact same way that I see it going with Usman, you know, <coughs> uh, Masvidal. I guess the difference would be that he has a full camp uh, to prepare for this one. But otherwise, I think that Usman or that Covington does the same thing that Usman did. Yeah, hopefully not as many foot stomps up against the fence. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I see Kobe, all the moms with all dick riders out there are going to be all mad. But I see Kobe taking that one. And I'm a fan of Masvidal, but mm-hmm. looking at it uh, realistically, I see Covington wrestle fucking him. Well, yeah, and then as a fan, and uh, I mean, not only like a Colby Covington fan, but a fan of MMA, I think it's good for MMA whenever he's coming out because uh, they said that there was a beef between Usman and Masvidal, even though they only had like a week to even talk about it, but there's a serious beef, you know, in between... Uh, you know, uh, Masvidal and Covington. So that would be great to see that play out. And I love the antics. You know, even like they could be cringy or whatever, but I th- I think it's all great. Like, that's the same reason that people, including me, like Tito Ortiz back in the day. Yeah, I was a fan of pretty, Tito. Pretty cringy sometimes. Uh, I wouldn't say he was as bad as Covington. Right. Uh, I, would, I think Covington's like a try-hard tail. Yeah. Like, you, you can tell he rehearses some of this shit. Like, mm-hmm. he has this on the back of his head, and then he has it. He's waiting for the right time to drop it. And I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a Connor fan either. But you can tell Connor comes with, comes up with his shit like on the, on the spot. You can tell Colby writes his out, memorizes it, and, yeah. you know, everything. <laughs> Donald like, Trump's favorite president, or <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump's favorite fighter. Right. Whatever, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so I think Usman Burns. Uh, do you think that, uh, um, what's his bucket? Leon Edwards fits into the mix? I don't see how, honestly. <sighs> well, him and, him and Masvidal have that three-piece in a soda thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, you know, Masvidal, Masvidal could fight Edwards, and I would, I'd, like, I'd watch that fight, that'd be a good fight. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know, I guess it, I don't know, you see all these UFC fighters put their contracts up and say the other one didn't sign it, blah, 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 that guy's a bitch, stuff, so I also heard Colby's fighting Woodley, I heard that was kind of I like that up. too. Yeah, the wrestling will hopefully cancel each other out. Um, we'll see if Woodley can land the bomb or if Colby can eat the punch and land seven more. Do you think so. that uh, Woodley still has land uh, was a bomb landing power? Yeah, I don't think that went away. I think he just took a long time off between his last fight and the Gilbert Burns fight. And Gilbert Burns is a monster too. So... I, I don't know. I think Burns was a bad matchup for him coming off of what, what? When was the last time he fought? Before that, like a year and a half? Something like that. I mean, it was a. Whenever he lost Usman? Yeah. A yeah. lengthy amount of time. Usman had, what, two fights in between then? 
Yeah, and probably a few grappling matches, things here and there. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that was just the wrong opponent to come back to, I guess. Yeah. Especially with... I, I, I'm honestly surprised we haven't seen more fighters gas out in Corona time. Like, because you're not getting... There's no way their fight camps are what they used to be. With a bunch of people there round-robining on someone who's getting ready for a fight and all that. I mean, unless you're breaking the rules, which, I mean, I don't care, but you ain't gonna come out in the open and say that, you know? But I think that, uh, I think that, you know, like, the gym owners definitely know the rules, but I don't think that everybody else is, like, too hip or keen or know what's up with the rules, because, I mean, like, you see Premier, like, that's dang near, like, a regular fight camp, you know? Now, Kind of like what I've been seeing, like, at least, like, the last few weeks to... Maybe closer to a month, right? Uh, I mean, I, I only see the same stuff you do. I haven't been in on there. social media. Yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you got to sign a waiver, something like that. Maybe it's because we're not in, like phase red or whatever this second, so they can get mm-hmm. away with more. You might, I know, I know. Jensen is making people have their temp- temperature taken. Same in Lincoln Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, before you come in there. And then I'm pretty sure you have to sign a waiver where you waive, uh, waive all your rights to find the gym or sue the gym for if you get COVID. But I don't know how that goes in states like Florida or mm-hmm. everywhere else. Like California? They yeah. just closed again, I believe. Yeah, um, I think so I remember I heard. hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, predictions on uh, when fights will be held in uh, Lincoln or Omaha? I bet it'll be next year. Next year? Well, maybe not held, but for uh, for audience and stuff, I bet it'll be next year. I would, or late this year. Because they said everything's going to close down again in the fall. Mm-hmm. Because it's just going to skyrocket again. Once it gets cold. Yeah. Apparently the heat kills COVID or something, even though it's all just going uphill now. But, I don't know. If, if, if what they predict comes true, I don't think it'll be till next year. You might have a couple, like, doing what the UFC's doing, where you have just enough people there to run a show and get your fights going. Um, I don't see attendance, audience, for... A while. Uh, so, like, a few... Um, probably the same night that uh, Amanda Nunes fought... Um, uh, What's Her Bucket on UFC 250. Um, I, I can't remember. Um, but it was at least a few weeks yeah, ago. the Canadian. Yeah, the yeah. Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Tanner Wanch and Jack uh, Ferrix both fought on a card... That was in Kansas City, and uh, they uh, Tanner's fight was a uh, what was it combat jujitsu, and Jack had was in a boxing tournament. Like it's like your first fight, uh, first fight is a uh, regular boxing, and if uh, you make it to the finals, you fight bare knuckle. Yeah, didn't it go um, boxing, kickboxing, bare knuckle, or boxing MMA? bare knuckle 
first. I think, at least for Jack, I think he just went boxing bare knuckle. But I, ha- I have heard of those, and I remember Jason Scott was telling me about being in one of those tournaments. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, but anyway, so they had to add, like, jiu-jitsu, MMA, boxing, bare knuckle, and, uh, you know, and then they could do pay-per-view, you know, and then uh, with no fans. But they had to add all those all those things in to even make enough for pay per view. Probably just to, enough to pique everybody's interest. Yeah. Every just a jujitsu guy will watch that. Just a boxing guy, just a kickboxing guy, bare knuckle guy. Yeah, and just sell the pay per view for cheap and yeah. yeah, all that. And then uh, so like one of the striking coaches at uh, Capital City Jiu Jitsu, uh, Jesse Lee, he was uh, saying that. He was told to like pretty much be ready at the end of July for a fight at Pinnacle Bank Arena, and that they're supposed to be able to have a 75% capacity. So he was told all that. Well, so he so he told me, and uh, yeah. But I mean, I at this time I don't think that's gonna happen. You right. know, just because there's not enough promotion time. Right. You know, things like that. But if that was actually the case and assuming that like things don't go in the other direction i'm thinking that you know like hopefully september think so that really maybe yeah with 75 percent capacity because if you think about it if dynasty or somebody goes to pinnacle bank arena you know they're not gonna fill up 100 percent capacity no so then that 75 is gonna be no big deal it'd be you know business as usual yeah but is it gonna be yeah, I guess it wouldn't matter. I don't even think Dynasty fights probably don't even hit 75%. I wouldn't think. Usually, I don't know what's what's a pinnacle sit. You got me. Uh, but, you know, I think that they would be fine. And, uh, you know, just, like, look for a lot of sales and, like, beer and things like that. Honestly, I... tickets. Yeah. I, I, I honestly bet you could probably... You might be able to sell it out. People are getting cabin fever. On the other hand, on the other side of it, you know, people... Yeah. I mean, people who might not usually go to fights might be like, you know what, let's just get out of the house. I'm tired of being cooped up. They're following the guidelines. Let's go do something. Well, yeah, and, like, fight fans are pretty risky anyway, for the most part, I would say, right? Yeah, I don't know too many of them that really give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not me. Let's see here. Do you think that there will be for fighters who have been training during quarantine versus fighters who have not? A hundred percent advantage. hundred percent advantage? Yeah, I mean, you can't teach toughness or anything like that. But you got to earn your cardio. You got to earn your rounds. You got to earn everything else. I mean, you can't, you can't do that if you're not training. So I think the guys who have been training are at least staying in shape, we're going to have a pretty good head start on the guys who haven't, or girls that haven't. Right. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I think that, you know, it's going to be massive, not only, like, physically, but mentally. You know, let's say that, uh, you know, 
there's a event named in like late August or September, and uh, if somebody is has an opponent that they're pretty much gonna know if they've been training or not. You know what I mean by like what gym you're at, uh, what this and that, and you know like that first week for the person who hasn't been training very much is gonna be like getting into decent shape to like continue training. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, uh, it's a lot. There's a saying up from here where it's it's uh, easier to stay ready than get ready. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a hundred percent true. Um, it's easier to maintain a level and then kick it up when you got something planned than to go sit on the couch for two months and then get offered a fight and start from, not scratch, but basically from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, let's see. You know, and then also, like, um, the people who, like, were complaining about certain gyms not being open or whatnot, like, you, I feel like you can find training if you want to, like, I mean, at least if you live in, like, Lincoln or Omaha, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you should have been able to find training, like, as soon as it wasn't, you know, mandatory that everything was closed, so, I mean, well, there's also that. Well, that, and then, um, I'm, I'm guessing, like, 100% of gyms, if they're closed down, they're not taking your money right now, either. Uh-huh. To where you could reach out to a coach and say, "I want to do a private lesson, a one-on-one, flip them, whatever for an hour, and train that way too." You can. I mean, if you're at a gym, I I, I guarantee you because they ain't getting paid if they're not working. Uh-huh. So if someone reaches out to them and says, "Hey, I want to do a private lesson," we're not. We won't be breaking any rules. It'll just be him and I, or her and her whatever uh you're not really breaking any any rules and you're staying within social not social distancing because you can't hit pads for six feet apart but, right um you're not in large groups or anything so i guarantee you 100 percent of coaches that ain't getting paid right now are going to take private lessons all day long mm-hmm. yeah no, I agree with that, and I think that, yeah, you definitely probably could pay for training or, like, who, if you have an in or anything like that, uh, you probably figure something out. I mean, granted, boxing is probably going to be the easiest one to do because, what, a pair of pads and a body shield, mm-hmm. maybe. You can't really just go roll on someone's basement concrete floor or oh, yeah. whatever, but I don't know. Everything to stay in to stay in shape if you plan on fighting after COVID helps. Yeah, definitely. Let's see. Yeah, um, you know, before I forget, definitely shout out to Michael Aquila, uh, fighting tomorrow night on LFA. I hope he does well, a bantamweight pro. Let's see. Oh, you got anything else? Shout out to Twin J. Yeah, always shout out to Twin J, Scott Johnson, everybody. Charlene, of course, yeah. Other than that, good luck, Premier Boys, next time you guys fight. Hope you guys are all working hard down there. They seem to be. All right, good luck, everybody. Thank you. Bye.